Oh, I did not see this one. Do more to be known as Olympic City, quote unquote, and more, and not hate city, quote unquote, as in the past. I had no idea that people were calling us hate city. In this video, I am going to talk about Colorado Springs politics, and specifically, I'm going to talk about District 1 politics. So here in Colorado Springs, District 1 covers a lot of the west side of town, um, 80918, uh, a lot of that zip code as well, the central north area, and there are six districts in Colorado Springs. Each of them represents a different part of the city, and these are going to be separate from what you might think of when you're thinking of who you're going to vote for. Although in districts, you've got like District 1, I've got Dave Donaldson, who is the councilman who represents our district. And so just to get into this really quick, uh, our councilman, Dave Donaldson, has had some recent opposition to our uh, some of the things that our new mayor, Yemi Mobilade, wants to implement, specifically the Police Training Academy. Uh, that's something that Yemi has been pushing for on wanting to get this new training facility for police officers, wanting to hire an additional 80 police officers to fill the gap uh, and just to alleviate the response time that it takes for 911 calls, among other things. There's just not enough police power to be able to handle everything that our city needs. So one of the things that Dave Donaldson was against was, okay, this police training academy uh, is, we're asking the voters to give up $5 million of their Tabor refunds. And if you don't know what that is, we can get into Tabor, or you can look it up, T-A-B-O-R. But we're giving up a lot of our refunds in order to make this police training academy happen. And then we discovered that it wasn't just going to cost $5 million for this new police training academy. But in Yemi's words, because they actually don't have a plan, police chief doesn't know, Yemi doesn't know, they don't have a plan on how much this is actually going to cost because it's going to depend on whether they build a new building for the training academy or if they renovate some existing building, but Yemi stated uh, during the last thing that I had seen uh, uh, with his conversation with Dave Donaldson was other cities we have seen have spent 30 to 40 million dollars for such an academy. So not to say that it's going to cost that much, but that might be in the ballpark of what it costs. I'm Kevin James Bond. I'm a longtime resident here in Colorado Springs. My family and I moved here in 1992. I have been a real estate agent since 2016. So I have a big interest in what goes on in this city, which is in my city, and what goes on specifically with housing and with the current politics of the city. So to give you a back recap of uh, what Colorado Springs is, if you're not familiar, <clears throat> Colorado Springs had our, uh, we started having our military influence in the 40s and 50s. That's when uh, we started establishing different bases down here. So a large chunk, about 40% of Colorado Springs' income 
comes directly from the military. So that is a big influence on the city of Colorado Springs. One of the other big things you'll notice, there's a lot of churches here, focus on the families here, David Cook Ministries is here. There's a, several places that are here that are specifically Christian. Uh, and that has also been a big part of the city's development. Focus on the family came here in 1993 or 94, I want to say. And they built their building pretty close to the Air Force Academy. So my understanding was that they wanted to have influence on the future cadets there. And there was a, a political uh, drama in the early 2000s, 2005, 2010 era, where focus on the family and the Air Force Academy were getting into a little bit of trouble because a lot some of the cadets were complaining that they were being proselytized too. So that is kind of part of our history where we still have the focus on the family building and there is still definitely a conservative Christian um, influence in Colorado Springs, but it has changed over time as you have gotten especially people uh, from Texas and California who have and Denver who have moved here, who have changed the demography or the, uh, the political uh, and religious demographics of Colorado Springs to where it is not, I used to think of there was the Bible Belt and then there was Colorado Springs. And that was kind of, you know, where, you know. So now Colorado Springs is, I would say, more purple. Uh, it has an even mix of that conservative Christian base and then as well as other uh, groups of people as well. So that's what you're mixing in together in Colorado Springs and El Paso County. Denver, you're much more liberal up there. Older Fort Collins, you're going to be more liberal up there. It's when you come down to Colorado Springs that now you start to see more of that conservatism, so to speak. And as far as the political sphere goes, it it is similar in that, <clears throat> yes, you've got Trumpers, you've got conservative, uh, valued minded people as well. But then you've also got the liberals or the independents, the socialists. Once you start getting up into the north end, Woodland Park too is west. Woodland Park is uh, Teller County. And that is very known for being very conservative leaning, very Trump leaning. Uh, and then you get up into Monument and you'll see those Trump signs as well. Um, there is a specific house I'm thinking of on the northeast corner of Woodman and Union, and they have a lot of Trump signs as well as other, you know, flags waving. Um, so once you get more into the downtown, uh, west side, old Colorado City, Manitou Springs area, there seems to be a lot more liberal minded or left-leaning uh, people in that area. And then once you get into the suburbs of Colorado Springs, and I'm in the suburbs, once you get into the suburbs, I'm in one of them, you'll see a bit more of that conservative side politically. And that is not, that's just a general you know, thing of what I have seen. That is not to say that you know, there's definitely delineation or lines drawn. No, it's just there is a good mix of people. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about the listening tour itself. So this was the District 1 listening tour. And remember, there are six districts. So each of those is going to have their own individual specific needs, requests, comments, concerns. District 1, I'm going to give you the feedback because it's the district that I'm in. So it's the one that I'm most interested in. But I also think that it does 
happen to highlight a majority of the things that people in Colorado Springs are concerned about when it comes to our city's future. So if you're thinking about moving here, you're not sure what it's like here uh, politically, uh, this, I hope, kind of gives you an idea on what the city is currently dealing with uh, as far as growing pains and its economy and its homelessness and its housing and all those sorts of things. Homelessness was a big issue. We're concerned about panhandling and anti-camping laws, cleaning up trash and camps, being able to provide better mental health support services, including for veterans. That's a big thing that we need to be able to provide. We've got almost 1,400 uh, reg well, registered, uh, noted or counted homeless here in Colorado Springs. Compare that to the 9,000 that you have in the Denver metro area. So it is less of a concern here, but still we are concerned about it. And we want to make sure that we are keeping our citizens safe while being able to provide support to those who are homeless. Coming back to the police training academy, people think that our police department here in Colorado Springs is short-staffed. Uh, we have uh, this problem with uh, morale and retention within the police department. So there's this idea of police officers are not getting paid enough, and perhaps the public image of the police in Colorado Springs is not the most favorable. And what can we do about that to boost the uh, community relations, as they call it, between the police and the public? The other concerns is the infrastructure, the transportation in our city. So we do not have a good transportation system. We don't have a good bus system or a railway system, anything like that. Uh, there has been talk for years about a light rail or a hyperloop or some sort of transportation that would get us to Denver uh, quickly and back. And uh, it's been kind of shut down due to lack of funding or lack of interest or the concern that people uh, were going to push our economy out to Denver if we make ourselves too connected with Denver. And I think that's a ridiculous claim to make. But that's the discussion that's going on is we want better transportation. And because Colorado Springs is too spread out, and they're saying we're too reliant on cars. Well, yeah, but our city is also spread out. It's not built to be like Denver. It is not compact. And so, yes, everything is spread out. Uh, we talked about, or we, they talked about uh, the roads potentially being too wide uh, in residential areas. And that's why people are driving down them fast. Well, yeah, make them not as wide. And we're not talking about uh, make uh, Woodman or Mark Shuffle or Powers more narrow streets. We're just talking about the residential streets. Next was the economy in general. We are not doing enough as a city to bring in jobs that are not based on either a high-tech industry or government jobs. So if it's not military and defense or tech jobs, we don't have a lot of job opportunities otherwise. So there also needs to be a grocery store downtown. There isn't one. And that is a concern just not to have that in a populated place. And the big one, housing. So when it comes to ownership, that's what people, that's the bottom line. People want opportunities to buy homes, not to rent them. So that's the concern is we need more affordable housing for people to purchase, not just rent. 
We also have a concern about the density downtown and to be able to build up and not out is what a lot of people have mentioned. You want to be able to have a city that is not reliant on so many cars and where you can have other modes of transportation to get you from your first to second to third spaces. Uh, we've also got to redevelop Monument Creek. That is something that would definitely boost our economy and bring in more tourism is to have a nicer creek to look at. For the city governance and administration side of things, um, a lot of people said that we need to put more money into our parks and rec. Yes, that is a big part of what brings people to Colorado Springs is the tourism, is the beauty. And we need to make sure that we continue to put money into that because we stopped doing that uh, when COVID hit. And now that is something that we should prioritize again. We also need to focus on more and better city communication, the city communicating to his residents in general, but as well when we're talking about the planning uh, department, the different projects that they are going to be uh, creating, doing. There needs to be more notice. There needs to be more public communication and transparency. There was not a lot of talk about schools in the District 1 talk, um, but I will bring up that D49 is currently in a lawsuit for failing to provide special education services to the parents who with special needs children. And I know of somebody who is planning to do the same thing and style, start a file, uh, file a lawsuit with District 20 for the same thing. So I think the, the issue is that we're understaffed, teachers are understaffed, schools are understaffed, teachers are underpaid, and this is affecting everybody. And it's including affecting those who have special needs to be able to get those services that they need in public schools, being unwilling or unable to provide for them is a concern right now. Being able to provide free uh, kindergarten and preschool for kids. Uh, that was something that our governor had promised and is now something that we cannot meet the expectations of because our state cannot afford to pay for that, even though it made that promise. So that's another issue that we are currently facing right now, where schools in general are just underfunded, understaffed, and there's not much to be done about it other than you got to pay your teachers more. You got to pay your police officers more. And until we come to that conclusion, it's not going to get better. One other thing that they noted in this listening tour was that Colorado Springs has too many citizens against everything, as it was phrased, and that the city could do more to rally public support for development and taxes to support infrastructure projects. So we got a lot of NIMBYs here. We do. And we are trying to get through that as a city and say, what can we still do to create more affordable housing without upsetting someone because it blocks their view or they don't feel that it's the right housing within their neighborhood? There were a few other notes, random notes that people took during this listening tour, and I'm going to read some of them. And if you want to read all of this, you're welcome to pause it. But I'm going to read the ones that stood out to me that I think are important to cover for this video. Homelessness is on the rise. We need CSPD and other services to help slash enforce laws. Mental health issues need to be better addressed, including veteran services. Citizens need to be able to provide more feedback and commentary on solutions for the homelessness. 
or for homelessness. CSPD needs more officers and better training, needs better pay, which is going to boost retention. CSPD provided respectful and positive response during the Club Q shooting incident. We need more equitable access for to CSPD support and services. CSPD needs to collaborate more with the public, the neighborhoods, and the nonprofits. Neighborhoods need better fire mitigation, better evacuation procedures, better egress options. That's been a big thing for when uh, we're trying to get different housing in different spots in the city approved is what is the evacuation plan? What is the fire escape plan? If we need to evacuate the people in this neighborhood, what does that look like? How long is that going to take? That is a serious concern here. <laughs> Why is this even in here? This is so random. DARE, the drug use prevention, right? D-A-R-E is outdated. Different modern approaches are needed. Telling kids don't do drugs doesn't work, just like abstinence-only training doesn't work. This is abstinence-only drug training, and different modern approaches are needed. Yes, thank you. Scare tactics for drug use prevention don't work. We know this. Positive reinforcement works better than negative reinforcement. Re negative reinforcement doesn't work well at all, if it ever works. <laughs> this was a good question. Uh, what will a new training center solve if we still have low police salaries and retention rates? Ooh, burn! Yes, that is a valid question, and it is one that I have not seen answered by Yemi Mobilade. We need an independent citizens' police advisory committee to ensure police are accountable and ensure the community that they are being heard. Hmm, I agree. CSPD does not respond to or follow up on non-emergency calls. Yeah, they don't have the police power to do that. Build another tiny home community for homeless individuals. You know they're doing that in Denver, right? Mike Johnston is doing that. I would love to see that here. We we do have a tiny home community. It's very small that is being built here, but we need we could definitely do with a lot more of that. Fix roadways. Potholes. They want to fix potholes. I, you know, it, it's kind of tricky that that uh, that Tabor thing kind of keeps screwing it up where you can't pay money in to fix your potholes. The city has to keep asking people to vote on it every year instead of just making it a given. Need more public transportation. Mm-hmm. Boost residential solar. I could get into that topic. Oh, I love this one. Flights out of Colorado Springs are more expensive, not enough choice and destinations. Yes, I will agree. You can now get flights directly from the Colorado Springs airport. It is just more expensive. And yes, there are not enough options. Still, DIA is going to be better for a lot of options. In the future, COS is going to be better and even preferable because by 2050, guess what? Colorado Springs is going to be the biggest city in the state, bigger even than Denver. So yes, our airport is naturally going and obviously going to grow and even outcompete with Denver. Ooh, need more parks in northern and southeastern parts of the city. We do have parks within our city, but there are definitely some residential neighborhoods, especially suburbs, that just don't have any parks. You have to drive to a little bit to get to a park, and it would be so nice to be able to just have that within your own community. I feel that's severely lacking in the planning department, is you should have open space and parks everywhere, especially in Colorado Springs. Oh, this one. Salary City Council to make it more accessible and equitable for people to serve. If you're actually getting paid to serve on the city council and not just six grand a year for the whole year, 
that suddenly opens it up to people who want to do that as their full-time job as opposed to somebody who's retired and is like, yeah, I'll take six grand. Like, what do you even need the six? Why even pay you then? What's the point? So once you open that up to anybody, as long as you're paying them, then yes, you are going to get a much more diverse set of options for people who want to serve. Oh, I did not see this one. Do more to be known as Olympic City, quote unquote, and more, and not hate city, quote unquote, as in the past. I had no idea that people were calling us hate city. What is that? Is that because of Club Q or is that because of Focus on the Family? Because Focus on the Family passed like the anti-gay law, like the second they showed up here in the 90s. So I know we've had that history in our past, but I mean, I guess it's the same thing. So I guess, yeah, just, uh, yes, let us do more to be known as a great city that is welcoming to all. And reclaiming the old mining quarry on the west side is a publicly accessible open space. No longer would it just be that scar on the side of the mountain. They would actually do something with it. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love to see that. So I wanted to give you a quick idea summary of what politics in Colorado Springs looks like. Uh, and this is just going to be a very current snapshot as well as some personal experience and a little bit of history. I hope that was helpful for you. If there's any questions that you have based on this, feel free, please drop me a comment below. And my name is Kevin James Bond with Remax Real Estate Group. Like I said before, I have had my real estate license since 2016. I love Colorado Springs. I love learning more and more about its history and keeping up to date with what's going on in the real estate world. And I would love to help you if you have any questions about the buying or selling process, or if you're thinking about buying or selling here, please reach out to me and I would love to help you.